Welcome to the That's Good Sports Podcast. I'm Brandon Perna here with Will Keys. This is a podcast about football on YouTube, also on the places where podcasts are, if you haven't subbed here yet. Today's episode is going to be a little bit shorter. We posted the first half of this podcast on my main YouTube channel. You can listen to it there, or you can download the episode in your podcast thing, your podcast app, your iTunes, whatever. So today we'll just be jumping into all of the games coming up this week and giving you the most important things about those games and predicting winners with deadly accuracy. Okay, so let's jump into talking about week we're week eight. We got week eight games. Jesus Lord. Uh, I wish you hadn't said that. We're almost halfway in, huh? I don't like I don't like that at all. Uh you your boy, Big TP, uh, you went 7-7 seven and seven last week, Will. I was 9-5, and five, gaining on you. You're 60-45 and 45 on the season. I'm 58-47. So. Well, okay, listen up, TP. If you really were my boy, you would have fudged the numbers a little bit to give me a little more, a little more breathing room. I will pay double of whatever Will pays you, your boy, TP, Big yeah. TP. Uh, Come on, come on. He could. He could make up whatever, and we would never double-check it. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, please don't, though. You know, you've been such a great help already. Yeah. Keep it honest. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. Thursday night, we've got Washington Redskin Potatoes, 16-point dogs to the Minnesota Vikings. Adam Thielen, yep. not going to play with his hamstring or whatever he hurt. And the stat from this game that I found, Will, was the last time two starting quarterbacks from former teams faced off like this was 1963-64 with Norm Sneed and Sonny Jurgensen. Uh, not the most interesting stat, but a stat nonetheless. I think it's um, – no, I think it's kind of interesting. It's a double revenge game. Which yeah, I think technically that cancels out. So no revenge. No, yeah, no I revenge think, for the double revenge. I don't think there's any like I don't think Kirk Cousins is taking any revenge out on Washington because he's just thankful to be. Gone. I I think yeah. How could you be upset at the Washington Redskins for letting you go? I you know they should if anything this is like a thank you card game for Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Uh, Minnesota in Case Keenum, not quite as much, although, you know. I'm sure I think, Case would, would have killed to stay in Minnesota. I think the Minnesota fans um, are very appreciative of what Case Keenum gave them. And who yeah. knows, how do you – how what do you think would be going on in Minnesota right now if Case Keenum were still there? That's a really interesting question, Will, because – Thank you. He's got old Gary Kubiak calling the plays in Minnesota now, right? Offensive court is Gary's the offensive coordinator, right? Or is he an offensive like? Uh, he's like a consultant. Consultant. Who is their offensive coordinator? I don't know. Let's see. He's currently the offensive advisor for the Vikings. Okay. Mm. Uh, I think Keenum would do well in that sort of offense. I think he makes more sense in that offense than Joe Flacco does, which is 
kind of similar is what you know the Broncos are trying to do. But I don't yeah, think Case. Ke- I think a little bit of money there. I think Case saved money. I think Case Keenum. Uh, he is just not a consistent player, right? Like he can play really well, and then he can <laughs> he can go to being pretty bad pretty quickly. So I think Minnesota probably made the right call, yep. but I think with a good defense and a good running game and talented receivers, Keenum would be doing fine in Minnesota, <laughs> better than Washington and better than he did in Denver last year. Yeah, I think I think the ceiling is lower with Case Keenum, uh, but the floor is higher as well. Uh, but we've already talked about this game too much because it's already gonna, it's already over. <laughs> it's already happened by the time you're listening to this, most likely. They're quite. Uh, all I want to know is, is Kirk Cousins puts up another electrifying performance, three hundred plus yards. Do you think he throws for more than three hundred? No, because I don't think he's going to need to. Hmm. Good take. Feelings out. Good take. I think Dalvin Cook will just. Uh, you know, I think Dalvin Cook might go for three hundred yards, but Ooh. not Kirk Cousins. All right. Well, we'll both take the Vikings there. Then we got yeah. Broncos, uh, Colts, Colts six-point favorites. This got moved, flexed to an early game. <laughs> this was so – yeah. It, they thought, hey, maybe this will be something that people want to watch, and it turns out not at all. And I don't blame them. I don't blame them. Joe Flacco has been an absolute uh, just travesty on offense recently. Uh, he has been a chore to have to sit through once a week for 60 minutes. Um, I'm, I'm tired of him. I mean, if you listen to the other podcast uh, that we put out this week, uh, we explained, I explained, uh, and I think you did too, um, just how painful it is right now to watch him play football. Yeah. And, it's like getting uh, flu shots in your eyes every week. Yeah. Yeah, I don't uh, – you think it's going to make you better, and it just doesn't. No, no, it just kind of ruins your eyesight. Mm-hmm. It just blinds you. Yeah, it, how frustrating is it that we can't find one good quarterback, and yet the Colts had two Pro Bowl caliber quarterbacks on their roster at the same goddamn time? It's crazy. It's, uh, I think, a big compliment to Frank Reich. I think the Colts yeah. also got rid of uh, Ryan Grigson and they, did. they started to manage their team much more properly, efficiently. And they have a good young team, which a we are hoping support. the Broncos are on that track now and we are just going through the, the painful moves that it takes to, to get there because the Broncos have the third youngest team in the league now um, after getting rid of all 32 years of Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, so the Colts are an inspiration, I would say, as a Broncos fan to what maybe they can be, assuming they can find a quarterback. But they've, they've done a great job with that. Jacoby Brissett was AFC Offensive Player of the Week after his four-touchdown, 300-plus-yard performance. Broncos defense is good. I think Jacoby's not going to play quite as well, but I think the Colts win. Yep, Colts win it. I think this is the first time uh, we've picked against Denver this yep. year, but they really earned it. Earned that pick. They earned it. Okay, the 5-2 and two Seattle Seahawks at 
the Atlanta Falcons, who we can guarantee that they will be quarterbacked by someone named Matt. That is our – that's good sports. Lock of the week. Lock of the week. <laughs> Matt will start. Matt, Matt's playing quarterback this week. I believe as of today, Thursday, Matt Ryan um, did not practice again today. I think it's looking more like Matt Schaub is going to play, uh, but I don't think it really matters. <laughs> I think no. the Colts will – I mean, the Falcons will be better if Matt Ryan's on the field. Their yeah. offense will be competitive, um, especially against Seattle's defense, who's kind of like up and down. But after losing to the Ravens, uh, I think Seattle wins in this game. And they added safety – uh, Quandre Diggs from Detroit, which is the one trade of the week that really didn't make a lot of sense because I guess Diggs has kind of had like hasn't been playing as well this year, but he's been a pretty good safety for the Lions. He Seahawks has, need yeah. safety help. It makes sense for Seattle. I don't know why Detroit would have gotten rid of him. Uh, his well, teammates like, didn't get uh, it. They like Will Harris, who is behind him apparently. Uh, yeah, but- I guess they're deep at safety. Yeah, the Lions fans were – or not their fans, their players were actually pretty vocal about not liking this trade. Darius Slade did not like it. No, no. Um, um, <clears throat> so do you think Julio Jones, who gave an, an emotional speech in the locker room after they lost their sixth game this season, will it matter now, a week later? No. No, I, I mean, I'm taking the Falcon or the Seahawks regardless of – I'm taking them if, if Matt Schaub is playing, if Matt Ryan is playing, if uh, Matt um, – Matt, I'm trying to think of another Matt. Like Hasselbeck. Matt Hasselbeck is playing. I'm taking him, taking him regardless. Well, you could do an all-Matt quarterback team. Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford. Matt. Yeah. That that's, it? Did, that's we all, did we just go through them? Matt Moore. Matt Sims. Matt Sims. Matt. Matthew. Maybe that's it. Yeah. thought there would have been more Matts. There probably are like seven that we missed. Either way, um, I think that's uh, – yeah. We're, Both taking Seattle. We're right. on the same page yet again. Let's not be on the same page this time. I don't think we're going to be. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles at – the Buffalo Bills. Wow. Eagles coming off of a really poor performance on Sunday Night Football. Looking to bounce back. And I think this is actually a pretty good test for the Bills. Uh, regardless of what the records state, uh, this is going to be a tough game, even at home. So I'm, I think this is a, a pretty – this is one of the better games of the week. And I'm actually going to take the Eagles in this one. Oh, I'm taking the Eagles, too. God damn it. Okay. Matt Leinert. Uh, another Matt. Matt Leinert. Um, Matt. Matt. No, I was, was going to say Matt Schaub, but that's yeah. – We already did that. Uh, yeah, here's – man, and I want to be oh, picking uh, – How about this one, Matt Sayerson? Ooh, Friday Night Lights, fictional Matt. Uh, yeah. I want to be picking the Bills every week. I really do. And I want to believe in Josh Allen, but I don't. Uh, He is getting a favorable matchup against the Eagles secondary. But 
He's one of the third. Matt's chup. What? Matchup. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt, thank you. I think we're done with that. Thank you for interrupting me with a pun, Will. (laughs) Uh, Here's the thing, though. If we're going to be critical of the Patriots' defense uh, and team not facing good competition, Buffalo has played the Jets, Giants, Bengals, Patriots, lost by six, and the Titans and Dolphins. You going somewhere? No, it's just cold in this house. I turned the heat up. Freezing my wife out. Uh, it's a risk 90 degrees here. So I think this is the first decent team Buffalo's going to play outside of the Patriots, and that's why I'm picking yeah, well, the this Eagles. Yeah, this is definitely um, – yeah, you brought, up the, you brought up the Patriots, so this is definitely the first good offense that, that the Bills are playing. Yeah, and I year. think the Bills' defense is good, but – Again, we haven't been able to appropriately assess them. So, and I think the Eagles are backed into a corner, and they're in a winnable division. So, uh, yeah, and I still think this is uh, the Bills are absolutely a wild card team. Yeah, but you know they're going to lose a few games. You got to lose a couple. Might as well beat a Philly. Yep. Chargers. At Bears. Two and five Chargers uh, at the Chicago Bears. Two teams that had really bad losses last week for different reasons. But um, they are both certainly back against the wall. I think the Chargers might have sunk into the wall entirely and might not get, get out. Bears are three and three. Uh, and I want to point something out about the Bears and about Mitch Trubisky to put his struggles in the context a little bit. Um, but Matt Nagy called 54 passes in just seven runs. That's a recipe Last for eight. success. Against the uh, <clears throat> I don't understand that. It's like the second time he's done that. Yeah, because uh, afterwards he said he's not an idiot and he knows he needs to call more runs. Yeah, but he right? already did that after week one and he clearly hasn't learned. Uh, I don't know how you do that. Like, I don't know how there's not someone in his ear being like, hey, m- hey, uh, Matt. Just run the ball with one of your just pretty once. good just running backs? Yeah. Well, or maybe some design runs with yeah. Mitch Trubisky. Like, isn't that what made Trubisky exactly. good last year? Is Yeah. You He's had to athletic. worry about him on the run. Uh, he was like – he had a similar season last year, I felt, almost to like what Lamar Jackson is doing right now, where he always didn't have to have a great passing game because he was doing a lot of things with his legs. And the games that he did throw well, it was just like, oh, shit, the Bears are a pretty well-rounded team when, when Trubisky's playing really well and when he's playing good enough just to grind out wins. They're still dangerous because the defense was so good. The defense... Right. Uh, has had some injuries. They're not as dominant as they were, but yeah, you got <laughs> you got to run the ball a little more. Uh, Matt Barkley, Matt Liner. You already said him. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, Matt, uh, Matt Castle, Matt Castle, Matt Castle. Um, this one's a little Matt Barkley still in the league. Yeah, he is. He Matt played, Flynn plays for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Matt Flynn is a good one. How about Matt McGloin? Ooh, Matt McGloin. Yeah. There we go. Um, 
Okay, so here's the here's the best part of the the Bears Chargers matchup though. Head coach of the Chargers, Anthony Lynn, said, watching tr- some tape of Trubisky, Trubisky kind of reminded him of Aaron Rodgers sometimes. That's uh, quite the take. Is that the worst QB comparison of all time, Will? I mean, at least like now, this has kind of died down, but every quarterback in the draft who was like slightly big and could like shrug off the defender got compared to Ben Roethlisberger for like 10 yeah. years. That Not was like Ben Roethlisberger. I, I got so tired of that. I could come up with just a master list of quarterbacks that got compared to Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, and I think, yeah, no, and I'd never run out of space. Or I would run out of space, I guess, um, because every quarterback that's come out, except for like Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson, have been compared. And uh, ironically, like Russell Wilson plays a lot like Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. Probably plays the closest. He's like a a better Ben Roethlisberger. Um, Anyway, I'm going to take the L.A. Chargers. Oh, looking for them to finally get that win for you. That's right. I'll take the Bears at home. Okay. I don't feel good about it, but I'm taking them. Nope, you shouldn't. Uh, New York Giants at the Detroit Lions. Poor Lions. I think most of their their hope was crushed. Yeah, they have really had a lot of a lot of tough breaks this season. Um, I mean, they they really it's not like they deserved to win that game against the Vikings, but they were close, and they've been close pretty much every game this year. You mean the Packers? Because the Vikings beat them forty-two to thirty. Yeah, but it was like thirty-five to thirty thirty. Yeah, you're right. No, it was going back and forth with all of those Marvin Jones touchdowns before. Yeah, okay, he's got to be the most random player to score four touchdowns in a game. But get this. This is the second time he's done that. He scored four touchdowns twice, going back to 2013 when he was with the Bengals. He's only one of other – Two other guys Uh, to do it. That's crazy. I don't think we'll ever see that again. Uh, I do think the, the Lions think. will is, beat the is, Giants. Is it Jerry Rice? It was Jerry Rice, and it was – oh, my God. I already mentioned this in an episode. Oh, Sterling Sharp. Oh, wow. Jerry Rice, Sterling Sharp. Marvin I remember Jones. Uh, back in, like, 2007, Terrell Owens and Randy Moss did it in the same day. Oh. Which was pretty crazy. So, T.O. and Moss only had one four-touchdown yeah. game each, huh? Back. Not Hall of Famers, Marvin Jones is. Okay. You're taking the Lions, though, Marvin I'm Jones, future Hall of Famer. Are you taking uh, the Lions? I didn't really think about it. Yeah, sure. Why not? Oh, my God. All right. Hey, Buccaneers, don't, Titans. Don't criticize my game-picking process. Because You're reading something about the something else. I can see it. Yeah, the list of mats. Mm. Okay, we got Buccaneers at the Titans. Titans, two and a half point favorites. And we all knew we would Ugh. finally get to see a Jameis Winston versus Ryan Tannehill matchup. Well, okay, my logic for this is the Buccaneers played poorly the last time we saw them. The Titans played really well the last time we saw them. 
Therefore, it will be switched, and the Buccaneers will Freaky get the Freaky Friday. Yep. Yeah, I don't really care about this game. I think the Titans – Oh, no, I don't either. – are going to play better with Tannehill. Uh, I like your logic, though. Isn't Tampa Bay coming off a bye week, too? Yep. All right, give me the Bucks. Okay. Cincinnati Bengals are 0 7. They're at the 4 3 Los Angeles Rams, who are favored by 13 points. Uh, revenge game for Zach Taylor for letting, <laughs> for letting him uh, get a head coaching job and ruining his life. Uh, we're worried about Todd Gurley because Terrell Davis said he sees the arthritis in his knee because he has x ray vision. Pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty good job, TD. Yeah. I can see that arthritis when he's running. Mm-hmm. No, no, and, you know, that's been speculated before, but, you know, Terrell Davis is someone that would know. He knows what a bad knee looks like from he an does, elite running does. back. Um, I think we're both taking the Rams here, I assume. Yeah, we'll both take the Rams. Uh, okay. I thought the Bengals were going to win a couple games by this point. Uh, they were competitive basically the first week and a half of the season. And I assumed that they were going to continue to be competitive. <laughs> I was wrong. Nope. Uh, I did find something interesting, though, because everybody's been shitting on Jared Goff. And there are, there are reasons to do so. But he's the only quarterback who's thrown for over 500 yards in a game this season. Was that the same game where he threw, like, five interceptions? I don't know. It was against Tampa Bay. Yeah, well, it was. Did he throw five interceptions in that he game? Might have thrown like three or four, and then fumbled. I don't know. He had a lot of turnovers. Let me see. Let me. Oh yeah, two touchdowns, three interceptions, five hundred and seventeen passing yards. That was when Marcus Peters still played for the Rams and had his head destroyed on that pick six by an offensive lineman. Yes, yes, he did. Um, yeah, how many passing? He had 68 passing attempts in that game. Yeah, Jared which just, uh, That's he should right. have thrown for 500 yards. It's, it's all coming back to me now. Do you know who has the most attempts in a game? I feel like we talked about this when we talked about this game. It's like 72, right? It's 70. 70. Yeah. And it was a game in 1994. Can you guess who? Steve Young? Nope. I should know this. Give you one more guess. NFC or AFC? AFC. He's a second-year quarterback. 94? Yep. <laughs> I hope you don't edit this out. No, I'm not. This is just me thinking so hard. Oh... I don't it know. Was the first overall pick the year before. First overall pick in '93. Yep. Oh God. Jeff right. George is it? Jeff George. Yeah. <laughs> Good guess. It was Drew Bledsoe. Oh Bledsoe, that's he right. God. Seventy passes against the Vikings, and his last one was the game winner in, in overtime. Damn. Yep. I should revisit that game. Yeah, it's on YouTube. Um, that's how I found it. But did you learn? Did you learn that uh, for a video you did for Adam? Nope. Mm-hmm. I just for my own recreation. 
Okay, so we'll both take the Rams there. Then we got Cardinals Saints. Cardinals Saints, Saints yeah. Um, nine and a half point favorites, and that's the only story to talk about here. A very Christian matchup with the Cardinals going up against the Saints. Ooh, yes. Yeah. Christian or Catholic? Catholicism. Yeah, Catholic, yeah. Is it, are Catholics Christian, though? Is that the same thing? They are a sect of the of the Christian religion, yeah. Of the Christian Christian faith religion, okay. Right. Uh, Drew Brees says he's going to play this weekend. I believe him. I don't. I, I think so. it's a ploy. Maybe, maybe. I don't know if he should really. Yeah, because they the Saints have a bye after this. So to me, it makes a lot of sense to just really let that surgery heal up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if the Broncos are waiting to get Drew Locke back, are really playing it safe, then maybe the Saints should too. Um, you yeah, because it's, it's a very Saints, winnable game. The quarterback that's been playing really well. Yeah, and the Saints can afford to lose a game. Uh, they're six and one, and. Chandler Jones just had four sacks against the Giants. Obviously, the, the Saints have a good offensive line. I'm not saying Drew Brees is going to get sacked four times if he plays, but maybe knowing that the, the Cardinals just are coming off a good game, let Teddy Bridgewater finish this run into the bye. I think Teddy would beat the, the, the Cardinals, although their new secret weapon, Chase Edmonds, now on one of my fantasy teams, uh, not going to do as good against the, the the Saints because their defense is also good. Same. So are we both going to take the Saints regardless of who plays quarterback? Yes. Or are you going to take – okay. Taking the Saints. Jags, Jets, three and four Jags, the one and five Jets. Jags are six-point favorites. Yeah. I'm taking the Jags. Yeah. I didn't want to overthink it. I didn't want to overthink it. They're coming off a short week playing yeah. a pretty decent Jaguars team. Uh, they're Yeah, they're playing another good defense. Played really three good defenses in a row. So, I was – yeah, I was trying to trick my stupid brain into, into – Picking the Jets? Jets, but I just can't do that. I think this is going to be a good game. Um, but I'll take – I think that you're right. Jags win. Yeah. Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. They were founded on the belief that you don't need to spend a fortune on a custom wardrobe. The process is simple. Choose your fabric, pick your customizations, and submit your measurements. Your package will be delivered straight to your door in two weeks. You can get measured and design your suit at your nearest Indochino showroom or do it all yourself online at Indochino.com. Start your style upgrade now with $30 off your total purchase of $3.99 or more at Indochino.com when entering Blue Wire at checkout, plus free shipping. That's Indochino.com, promo code BLUEWIRE for $30 off your total purchase of $3.99 or more. An incredible deal for made-to-measure clothing. You really have no excuse anymore to wear clothing that doesn't fit, unless you put on like 30 pounds of mass gain overnight. That's a good excuse. Okay, this is a this, this is, actually, is a real good game. <laughs> yeah, Carolina Panthers four and two 
against the San Francisco 49ers, 6-0, and and they're favored by 5.5. That's a pretty good number to give the Niners, I feel like. To me, well, this seems like a three-and-a-half point sort of. You get the three points for playing at home, and, yeah, I guess they're, they think they're two-and-a-half points better than the Panthers. Yeah. Which is fair because they're two wins better than the Panthers as well. Uh, this is, you know, speaking of good defenses, like we said with the Patriots, this is a, a, actually a good defense that has been tested uh, and has played really, really well. I'm not really going to give them that shutout last week. I'm not going to credit them with a shutout necessarily because because they played in a monsoon. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> That's like a fake shutout. Um, especially against the Redskins too. That's like you know double whammy. You know, if if you translate that to like a normal NFL team in normal normal conditions, that's like giving up like twenty seven points. Um, but they they do look really good, regardless. And for that reason, I'm going to take the Carolina Panthers coming Ooh. off a bye, uh, going from east to west. So much better than going west to east. Kyle Allen's going to play well. I think Christian McCaffrey's going to have a great game. It'll and be interesting to see how the 49ers um, perform against basically Christian McCaffrey uh, because no, no team has really been able to stop him. Yeah. Well, wait, the last – wasn't – did he play well against Tampa Bay in the last – Timeout. He was he kind of got bottled up, but he I think he still scored a couple of touchdowns. Yeah, he I just sold out to stop Christian McCaffrey specifically. Yeah, it, and the thing with San Francisco that's working so well right now is their ability to pressure the quarterback. And the Panthers have the perfect cure for that in just dumping the ball off to Christian McCaffrey and yeah, then watching him run 80 yards for a touchdown. Uh, Kyle Allen still hasn't thrown touchdown. Can't throw those on the bye week. This is the best team he's going to face as a quarterback. So that'll be interesting. Um, and I really want to pick the Panthers here. Because once the team gets to 6-0, and you're just waiting for them to drop a game somewhere, right? Exactly. My logic exactly. Which, uh, it really makes no sense when you think about it mathematically. Uh, but we all just like to, we all like to see patterns and yeah, but I'm going to take 49ers. Okay. Take him home. Probably a good pick. I don't trust Browns Kyle Allen Patri- in this game. Patriots, Patriots favored by 13. At home. Yep. Uh, I guess Jar- okay. Jarvis we'll Landry, Jarvis Landry we'll said that the, the um, Bengals are going to win. It'll probably be the deciding game. I think yeah. we... We had a lag there. Your computer's freezing. Yeah, we did. I think it's your computer. Yeah, actually, one, one of the computers. Uh, Couldn't possibly be mine. Yeah. Um. Okay. So yeah, Jarvis Landry says the Browns are going to win. Nobody believes him. Patriots now have Mohamed Sanu to throw into their receiving core. Josh Gordon onto IR. Michael Bennett, not happy that he was suspended, said he learned absolutely nothing by being suspended for a week. Uh, People think he's going to get traded or cut or something. 
And then, Good, he should. I hate that dude. He sucks. I like Michael Bennett. Uh, wide receiver, rookie, Nikhil Harry, eligible to play against the Ravens, which is not this game, so I don't know why I put that in there. Uh, <laughs> well, no, that's no, that's interesting. Yeah, he's a rookie. Like, he, I didn't he, realize he was coming back because they got Snoo. Obviously, Gordon's gone, and then Nikhil Harry's coming back, which it's a, di- a very different-looking receiving core. Yeah, but that could be a good one. Do you, is, do you think the Browns can make this game competitive? Yeah, I think there's a scenario in which this is a pretty decent game. His name is Nick Chubb, and they just need to give him the ball a lot. Yes, I 100% <laughs> agree with you. Just Nick Chubb and play action them to death. And if all goes accordingly to, according to plan, they can win like 16 to 13. Basically, they need to do a Bills performance. and No, I take it back. They have to win like 24 to 21 or something. Yeah. I'd, the Browns have had an extra week to think about this. I don't think that helps them. You might be right. I don't, giving, I don't think giving Freddie Kitchens an extra week to prepare is good. I think it might actually be bad. Are there corners coming back yet? Uh, Cleveland's? Yeah. I don't know if Denzel Ward's back. What? That could help a little. Yeah, I guess. Couldn't hurt. Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams both full go at practice yesterday. It's, so, just, it's still crazy. It doesn't really get brought up enough that – there's a quarter. There's a cornerback named Greedy. Well, you're bringing it up. You're bringing it up right now. Frozen face guy. Come back to me. Come back. There you are. Okay, we should probably uh, scoot through the rest of these games before uh, Wi-Fi yep. murders us. We're about taking the Patriots. Raiders. Taking Texans. The Patriots. The Gary Young Conley revenge game. Texans? Yeah. That is crazy how that works out. Because the same thing happened with Demarius Thomas and the Texans yeah. uh, last week. Maybe they overpay knowing that the guy will have inside information on their next opponent. When they desperately need a win. Yep. Which yep. the Texans do, and I think they're a better team. So I think they get the win as well. Uh Packers at Chiefs. Chiefs are home underdogs, four and a half points. Uh, Andy Reid pl- uh, practiced at Mahomes this week, which is really ridiculous, I think. I don't think he's going to play. I think Andy's just pulling a little bit of uh, a little bit of mind games, a little bit of tomfoolery, a little bit of gamesmanship. A little misdirection. And I think they're just trying to get the Packers to prepare for Mahomes when in reality they will play Matt Moore. Yeah, and you put Chad Henney's back from IR? Yes, he's eligible to return. Hmm. But he's not playing this week. Yeah, I feel like if you're the Chiefs, you have to go with uh, Matt Moore. Putting Mahomes back this early would be stupid. Yeah, Um, which is why I'm taking the Packers. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers coming off his best game in the season. And the Chiefs yeah, can, but I mean that's kind of a that's a thing that Andy Reid would do, is it not? Yeah, I mean they need this for uh, playoff seating at least. 
Yeah, but they can afford to lose a game because they are in the AFC West. Yeah, but you also, you know, well, shit, I was going to say the Bills and Patriots have home field right now, but they're in the same goddamn division. Exactly. Uh, so maybe the Ravens? Yeah, they, well, they beat the Ravens. But, no, they, I mean, they need it. They need it. They're trying to win. Yeah, they're trying to win. They've got to win every game they can. They're only 5-2. and two. Yeah, I'm going to take the Packers. And even if they play Patrick Mahomes, which I think will be a mistake. That would be very, very dumb. And they shouldn't. They're not going to be able to blitz all game like they did against the Broncos. And No, they will get torn. I think Rodgers is going to tear that defense apart. He he would love for them to blitz the way they did. He would love it, Will. He would. He welcomes it with open arms. Okay, uh, last Final game of the game. The Dolphins Monday night. At Steelers. Steelers are favored by 14 and a half. Interesting thing about this game is the Dolphins own Pittsburgh's first round draft pick. So in one, you know, in one case, on one hand, the Dolphins would like to lose, obviously, like they've done all season to regain their their grip on the first overall pick. On the other hand, if the Steelers lose, if they beat the Steelers, that pick becomes a little bit better as well. Wow. That's a win-win. <clears throat> it is. Ish. It is a win-win. Or it's a win-ish, possibly, win-ish. Yeah, or possibly a lose-lose. That's how you see it. Wow. I think it's fair to say the Dolphins can't do any wrong in this game. No, they can't. They can't. They've, they've made it this far. I think they're going to lose again. Is Josh Rosen starting, or are they rolling with Fitzpatrick now? I don't know, man. I can't keep track of this. I think it's Fitzpatrick. It, it, although it is bizarre because they've been competitive the last two weeks with Fitzpatrick, which I think is the opposite of their goal. So, Yeah. I would just play – I mean, I you know, if they really wanted to suck, they could sign like – uh, they could trade for Joe Flacco. Uh, I don't think that's uh, what they want to do cap-wise, but <sighs> they really want to go in 16. Was, yeah, the Steelers, uh, they're even as bad as they are. They're a better team than the Dolphins. Their defense is starting to play well, Pittsburgh. This game's – nobody's looking forward to this game. No, this is, this is another horrible Monday this Night Football game. Terrible Monday Night Football game which will be made worse by the Monday Night Football broadcast crew. Why did they think uh, Dolphins-Steelers was going to be a good game regardless? That's a good question. Why did they think that in the first place? I don't know. Um, another you know, game where ESPN's probably going to like play a clip that drums up controversy. Um, they're going to get a clip of like Brian Flores openly talking about how the Dolphins are trying to tank. Ooh. It's gonna be a thing. That's Knitted my prediction. To tank. Yep. Hmm. So I think they're gonna I'm... get they're gonna get Ryan Fitzpatrick saying he he hides something nefarious in his beard. Possible. Calculator. <laughs> okay, so yeah, both do Steelers then. Hmm. Really exciting finish to this podcast. Yeah, not a lot of variation this week. Not a lot of 
not a lot of different picks, um, but there you go. A lot of obvious wins, I think. Enjoy these picks. Take them to the bank. And then bank them. Cash in. Cash them for more bank stock in yep. Bitcoin and uh, Arby's coupons. Uh, Potcoin. Potcoin. Dennis Rodman. Buy a plant. Buy a pot. <laughs>